You're listening to New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you're encouraged and strengthened as you listen to this week's message. So I haven't, if I haven't had a chance to tell you personally, I want to look out at everybody and say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's always good to have a new year, isn't it? 2013. So glad that you're here. Um, I feel really full. A lot going on. But it's just good to be together. It's funny, when you're away, you, you, you look forward to a trip, and then you always look forward to coming home. It's good to be home. I have four things that the Lord wants me to do today. Uh, I'm going to start off with the first one. Um, as many of you know, I, don't, I usually get pretty hot. I never have a jacket on, right? So this morning, as I woke and seeking the Lord, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's a black jacket. So I just want you to look at this jacket. And on this jacket, I want you to see the word limitations. So black is kind of, you know, what would you rather be, light or dark, right? Black kind of signifies things holding you down, darkness, blackness. So this black jacket is a representation that God is now taking off limitations. So even if right now for you, for you I want that to be a powerful symbol. If that's all you get from today's message, I want that to be very powerful for you. God today wants to take limitations off of you. He wants to take limitations off of you. Off of yourself, off of how you see your spouse, off of how you see your family. He wants to take lim- limitations off your future and off every dream that you have in your heart. So God is taking off limitations off of his people. Amen? Amen. Shar already did it, but I'm going to actually do it again because I woke up, and again, this is just stuff that I love because our God, speak to it, he speaks to us all the time. I'm going to share a little story later, uh, but when I, when I was away, I had a very personal encounter with the Lord that reminded me of how intimate and beautiful and how alive he is and that he really knows every single thing about us. But the Lord said this morning, release healing over his people. And Shar already did it, so I don't think it's, it's got to be too complicated, but the Lord told me this morning to do it. So right where you are, you don't have to stand right now. And Father, we, we, we declare again that you are healing right now. The Lord said you are healing right now. He's a healer, and he's healing right now. So Father, over your people, we believe and we're expecting for miracles. So God, we release like a wave of your spirit. We, we, Holy Spirit, we say touch and heal, and we expect and we believe you for miracles. Healing is now being released over your people. So we're 50% done already. Two out of four. Release healing and take off limitations off of your people. The third thing is that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know that? That is true. It says it in Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 instruct us and talk to us about forgetting those things which lie behind us. Forget those things which are behind you and press on, reach forth, 
Press on toward the prize of the high call of God in our lives. So the word the Lord had me speak on this one was that today, every single son or daughter who can hear my voice, every single son or daughter, because we're all children of God, he has made us children. You can call yourself a follower of Jesus, a disciple, a believer, all good words. But the most intimate one is that you are a son or a daughter. And the Holy Spirit wants you to know as you begin this new year that you are personally responsible for your passion and your fire. So we're going to, we're going to call it fire. That, that persevering heart, that, that, that spirit that Caleb had to seek him, to diligently seek him, to search out for him, to crave him, to worship and seek after him. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. And it's a pursuit. It's hunger. And every single son and daughter who's here this morning, you are personally responsible for your fire and your passion. There's no excuse. My wife is, is not cutting, and my husband's not cutting, and my kids, you don't understand my situation. It was so strong today that the Lord said, release this over my people because it's not works. It's fire. It's passion. It's fire. It's passion. It's being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's going after the things of God. I think sometimes we can confuse, and I, and I wrote down this morning, it's not works. It's passion. So, Father, over your people this morning, I release a fire and a passion that they would seek diligently after you and that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek after you. Amen. Father, we, we declare that over your people this morning. 75% done. It's going to go really good today, I think. So God is releasing healing. God is taking off limitations. God is encouraging us to diligently seek after him, that we are personally responsible for the fire in our heart, the passion for the kingdom, for the language that we use. And the fourth one, which will take a little longer, to be honest, um, is what I believe the Lord, you know, sometimes the Lord will drop a word in your heart and your spirit. And the word for the beginning of this year, it won't, you know, how God, God is moving, he's flowing. But I can tell you that the word that the Lord spoke to my heart to release over us today as we begin a new year together as a family, as a church family, is momentum. The word is momentum. So what comes to your mind when you think of momentum? You see that little snowball rolling down the mountain? Gaining, getting bigger, unstoppable, a force that's unstoppable, movement, motion. Jesus started the whole thing with momentum. But um, we're going to dig in this a little bit, but I want to, again, I'm not going to bounce around. I just want to be able to, to share stories in between this momentum idea. Wanda and I have five children. I always want to make sure that somebody here doesn't know that. Our oldest is 31. Our baby's 23. We have three children live in Denver, Colorado. We spent 10 days in Denver over the holidays. It was awesome. When we got on the plane, you know what happened when we got on the plane? The atmosphere of the plane changed. When we got into Denver, the atmosphere of the city changed. When we were with our kids, we were anointed. We were smeared. We were filled with the Holy Spirit. There is a momentum as that's who we already are. 
Wanda and I didn't have to pray for three weeks in preparation that we would be anointed. We are anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. I am anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. 24 hours, we were on the ground. Three major relationship problems, three major shifts, three major crises in relationships were all exposed into the light. We were anointed. We didn't, we didn't have an agenda. We didn't go there. One, we, we didn't know this was going to happen. You understand? But because he is light, we are light. Because he overcame, we overcome. Because he was sent into the world, he sends us into the world. So this idea of momentum, it's not a momentum that we have to work or conjure up or we have to try to perform to attain or achieve it. We already are in momentum. <clears throat> he is light. When he came into the world, you realize light invaded darkness. From that moment forward, when light came into the world, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. When he came from heaven to earth, when heaven invaded earth, when Jesus came, darkness has been on the diminish ever since. Light has been increasing. There's been momentum. There's been momentum. An amazing thing in Matthew 13, 19. <clears throat> Some of the language that we use, I want you to understand it's all in the scripture. So I, I want to talk about Matthew 13, 19 for a minute. The parable of the sower. <clears throat> Here's what Jesus said in Matthew 13, 19. He said, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, Grace, do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Do you, are you comprehending it? Are you putting it all together? Teachers, people who teach or instruct, they want the person on the other end of what they're trying to communicate, they want them to put it together, that they can comprehend it. You can take hold of it. You can apply it to your life. You have to understand it. So Jesus said in Matthew 13, 19, when anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Pretty powerful statement, isn't it? It's a parable of the sower. You have to understand the kingdom. You have to be able to comprehend it. You have to be able to put it together. Because if you don't understand it, the wicked one, don't forget, everything we have ever received, if you don't know this, it's a, it's a biblical truth, everything you've ever received by faith came in seed form. It comes as a seed. It's sown into your heart. And then it begins to take root and grow, and then it produces fruit. But it comes as seed. So think about our life here at New Hope, because when you travel and you get, a, get out a little bit, you realize there's something very precious that's going on here. And it's really just about us seeking after God, longing after him, desiring him, hunger for him, that there's a movement. And here's what's neat. We're part of a movement. Guess who started the movement? Bill Johnson didn't start the movement. John G. Lake didn't start the movement. Jesus Christ started the movement. And that's all respect for fathers who carry the mantle or the authority over a season of time. But Jesus 
He started the movement. He started the movement. So just on a, a, a sense of how this movement started or this momentum, let's look at the fact that Jesus came to earth, light invaded darkness. And then in Luke chapter 4, Jesus was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, and he stood up and he declared, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And Jesus said, in your hearing right now, as I've stood up and declared this, it's, it's being fulfilled right now. So that was, again, if you like pictures, whether the, the lake was still, the different pictures I saw even preparing, a perfectly still glass lake, and then the rock hit it, and the ripple started, and they've never stopped. The ripple. Or the tsunami. You know, tsunami is a good one because it's so powerful, it's full of force, but in a good way in the spirit, Jesus came, light came to darkness, and it's been a tsunami ever since. His presence, his glory. Planet Earth is so much better today than it was before Jesus came. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And then also in Mark 1, because this is another neat way um, of looking at this, because Jesus said the time is fulfilled. And what did he say in Matthew 1, 14 and 15? Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel means the message, the good message, good news about the kingdom of God. The kingdom is the rule and the reign of God. God invades earth, and now his kingdom, his authority, he displaces the power of darknesses, and he releases his, his kingdom. Love and peace and joy and healing, and the kingdom of God is demonstrated through forgiveness of sin and being restored and being born again. So Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. You understand, that was momentum. When he said the kingdom of God was at hand, till he said it, it was not at hand. When he said it, he put into motion, the kingdom is now here. The kingdom is here. And then he said, repent. And if anyone loves studying the Bible, go to, go to Mark 1, 14 and 15 and and any resource you use is going to show you what that word means. It means change the way you think. Change the way you think. Think differently. And believe in the gospel. That's a powerful scripture. Mark 1, 14 and 15. Now after John was put into prison, Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled. Now is the time that all history has been waiting for. I am here, I left heaven, I'm now invading earth, and the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah. What did Jesus come to do? A lot of things, but he came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to establish his rule and his reign in the hearts of people, and the momentum of that moment were still having the effects of that, of that momentum. Repent. Change the way you think and believe in the gospel. He said, and believe. It requires that we believe in the gospel. We believe in the message. Amen. We believe that Jesus Christ is alive, that he's in us, 
and that we have an assignment on the earth. So let's talk about this idea going back to Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, does not comprehend it, they can't put it together, then the evil will come and he snatches it from your heart. It was sown in your heart, the evil will come and snatches it. So let's talk about some of the things about the kingdom, but some of the language, some of the themes that we've been, we've been chewing on, soaking on, teaching on, believing God for. We're believing God for signs and wonders and miracles and healings. Amen. For salvation. Salvation is a transformed life. Salvation, new life, being born again. Salvation is freedom. We're saved, we're, we're healed, we're delivered. Forgiveness of sin. Sonship. I think this is one of the most powerful kingdom realities that God has been breathing on freshly over the last five, ten years, but this idea of sonship, that we are sons and daughters loved by God. You know, we, we say, we talk about Ephesians where it says we are saved by grace, not works. I know a testimony of a dear friend who's loved the Lord for 30 plus years, and he's just now discovering the true meaning of walking and living in grace. That is momentum. Now, I don't, I don't know if I've coined this little phrase, and I know sometimes we can be a little critical in, in some of the definitions we have, but the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, Ralph, there's a momentum in revelation. So you could say, well, there's an increase in revelation. We pray that prayer in Ephesians. God, we, we cry out to you. We pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the understanding of you. Yeah. And, but the Lord was showing me personally, Ralph, there's a momentum in my revelation. I'm increasing my revelation because that's what I'm doing on the earth. And I want the saints of God, I want the children of God, God is saying, I want my kids to know who they are in Christ. To know who you are in Christ is vital. You know, um, for those, I, I watched three, four beautiful little girls in cold January day, and we, we put the Lion King in. And we're watching the Lion King, and I haven't seen the Lion King in years. And I'm with the three girls, and all of a sudden they look over, and I'm crying. I'm crying. And I go, girls, I'm crying. I'm sorry. They weren't crying. They were like, Ralphie, what's up? And I go, well, did you just see what he said? Remember the story. He, the dad dies, and he loses his identity. He doesn't know who he is. And he's wandering, and he's, uh, what's that little song? Oh, Akuna, he's Akuna Matata. It's a Bob Marley version of Don't Worry, Be Happy. I'm escaping reality, you know? He's uh, Okuma Matata. He's, he's dodging life. He's, he's, he's escaping. He's, he's, he's embarrassed. He's full of shame. And all of a sudden, remember, the little monkey reminds him of who he is, and he has this encounter. You know, the encounter we have is with God and the Holy Spirit. And then he's reminded, and remember the words are, do not forget who you are. Me and I got chills all over my body. I'm crying like a baby. I'm like, oh my goodness, forgot how beautiful this part was. But that's the heart of God the Father to his people. Anyone who hears these words of the kingdom. So think about it. When anyone hears the words of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one can come and snatch it. But what happens when we comprehend it and we can understand it? And we can apply it to our life. Guess what? That seed is protected now, seed. 
and seed that bursts and grow. And we're alive unto God because we understand the kingdom and we understand the king. And we understand that I am completely saved by grace. I, you can never earn it. There's good news in the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died, he came, he destroyed the works of the devil, he did the will of the Father, he came to reveal the Father so that I could be free. I am completely forgiven past, present, and future sins my whole entire life. I know my identity in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ, you can never fulfill your destiny. That's why the Lord said, release off my people, limitations. As a pastoral team for 2013, I speak for the whole team. All we want to do is see the saints of God soar. What is in your heart to do? The truth is, permission has been granted by Jesus to do the things that are in your heart to do. It doesn't have to go through a 10-point board. We don't have to have eight committee meetings on it. What you can do in your heart, the kingdom that's within you to be released, you have permission to go after it and do it. The problem is, is when you get 10 people who all want to share on a Sunday morning, and their only identity comes from 10 people sharing on a Sunday morning. You understand? How many of you know the kingdom of God is like a raging river? Yes. It's not a small little pool that's dead. It's not the Dead Sea. There are rivers of living water. So the truth is, the kingdom of God is like a river, and I would dare say that the farther, if we use this building as the church, we are the church, we're meeting in the building, but let's just say the four walls of this church signify a certain amount of anointing. The truth is, as 99% of you go and are sent out into the world every single week, the river of God goes with you. There's healing in the river. You're anointed in the river. You touch places I could never touch. So everybody's got an assignment or a function in the kingdom. But to know that's the language, if we don't comprehend and understand that your role in the kingdom is so significant. Again, I'm going to use the Denver trip for a minute. We were with, I, was with, I was with somebody, and there was a strong spirit, a strong spirit of oppression, almost depression, you know, being depressed, oppressed. And I had a dream that night, and I went to that person, and I shared the dream and we both cried, and we hugged, and it broke like that. And for the rest of the time, there was no more oppression and depression. It was, it was, it was this idea of, if you don't mind me being a little frank here, imagine failure trying to bite you in the ass. It's, it's donkeys are asses, it's acceptable, in my opinion. <laughs> failure is wanting to snip you in the butt, bite you, take you down, and you are completely overtaken by it. That you can't even enjoy Christmas or enjoy life. And I had the dream. I saw this thing. I went to that person, and I said, this is happening to you, and it broke off. It broke off. A atmosphere changed. Everything was different. That's just, that was just, that's just normal living in the kingdom. I didn't have to perform to do it, and I didn't have to strive to think I had to do it. It's really interesting, your own journey with the Lord. Dick and I and Tammy and Wally went to this thing called Power and Love. I've been looking over my notes and I've been 
wrestling through this issue because here's what, here, it's amazing how things affect each one of us. But how this affected me was it was really, really good, but then all of a sudden it put a whole lot of pressure on me to perform. So I don't know if you ever get that pressure to perform thing, but then I, I asked the Holy Spirit about it. He said, Ralph, stop trying to perform. You can't do it. You can't do it. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to hold you by the hand. I'm going to lead you on. I, I bring you into the things of life. If every day you feel like you've got to pray for four sick people every day, you are now entered into works and performance, and now you're getting frustrated because you're not living up to whatever expectation you had about what it means to be powerful in God. So, and then I actually heard some interesting testimonies, and again, I'm not knocking some of the people that were there, but one really stuck out to me, and I wrote it in my notes. It was a young lady who all of a sudden she counted how many times she was used by God that day. And I go, boy, she's setting, her, she's setting herself up for failure. Because, you know, what happens if you pray for 75 people in one day? The next day it's only 29. The next day it's 12. Next day, me, I didn't pray for nobody today. You understand it? That to me is not a clear understanding of the kingdom message. Because the kingdom is within you. And the kingdom is at hand. And as you go and live your life and as you love people, love will never fail. So you can love people all the time. It will never fail. As you go out and live your life, just abide. So we're going to talk about a few little things as we even begin to close up. There's a momentum in the spirit and it's a momentum of revelation about the kingdom of God that we possess there is no but and you're saved by grace you are saved by grace there is no but you can study the Bible you can come to me you can get the Bible out and show me every verse to talk about works without faith and this and that no. in salvation in grace, there are no buts. You are saved by grace. Amen. That's a kingdom reality. Take hold of it. You are saved by grace. You are abiding, John 15, 5. If you're not abiding, then you're not bearing much fruit. And when you abide in him and he abides in you, you will bear much fruit because apart from him, you can't do anything. You are already powerful in God. You don't have to perform to be powerful. You are powerful because you have the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead who lives in you. You are loved. You can never be more loved. You are completely 100% loved. And I pray for a momentum of revelation, encounters with God that will, he will show you how much you are loved. We can't forget who we are. That's the Lion King story. You know, all you really have to do is you just have to be. Remember when Susie and Cameron came almost a year ago or so in November of 2011, the word the Lord spoke over this place was be on the B train. Just learn to be. As you are being in love with God, filled with his Holy Spirit, going out, sent out, anointed, smeared with the Holy Spirit, filled with his presence, you will do the greater works of the kingdom. It's a momentum that he established in us. 
talked about the kingdom being like a river. We're going to talk more about this in days ahead, but I want us to have an understanding about the kingdom that for years and years I've seen Christians, or we call ourselves the church or saints of God, they struggle with their identity because in a sense, and I've shared this with a few people, it's not a negative. I believe what, what God has been doing in this momentum of revelation is there was a certain time where we all got saved and we all were passionate about following and serving the Lord. And what happened was there was a limited opportunity to shine or to be used by God. And it was really limited to the four walls of the church. It seemed to be the place where you were honored, you were uh, uh, promoted, you were recognized. It was in the four walls of the church. You understand what I'm saying? Well, the shift or the movement of God, the momentum of God now, is he's saying, that was never in my heart. Because the truth is, my people are the carriers of my presence and my glory. My people, where they go, I go where, where everybody, if you know that you have an assignment from the Lord, I know there are school teachers here who you have an assignment from the Lord to release his love and kindness and goodness in your school every day. You could be a stay-at-home mom. You could be a tool-and-die worker. You are releasing the love and the power of the kingdom where you go. Now, all of a sudden, every single believer has a significant value and purpose on the earth, and that's the truth of God's design. He wants us to be unshakable. He wants us to be fearless. He wants us to be unmovable in understanding the kingdom. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to close in prayer. And uh, Steve, I'm going to have you come up and play a little bit for me, Stephen. I just like doing that. I like doing that, so I want to do it. So... There is an anointing even here because God is here. God is with you. Emmanuel, God with us, is not a Christmas-only story. I look out and I see beautiful saints of God. I see Craig and Chris. I just see different people, John and Tom, Tom and Ann, and Peter, Averill. I look on this side, I'll see Brenda and Kelly or Deb, Paul and Becky and Lanny. There's just a few who I see Richard. The kingdom of heaven is within you. The kingdom of God is in you, Ron and Joanne. It's in you. you don't have, all you have to do is abide and yield and let him, let him flow through you like a river. You are saved by grace. You are loved beyond measure. His thoughts for you are good. And Jesus the King wants to see the kingdom demonstrated on earth as it is in heaven, even today. All the little moments, all the little things that you do in your life, all the little things are really, really big things. Going out and, and being light in a world that's hopeless. Father, we declare today that there is a momentum in this place at New Hope and in the world today that you started. You're the king of the movement. You're the king of it is now 
fulfilled that the kingdom is here and the king is here. And that I have a people who are filled with my presence. And his presence is individual, it's corporate, and as we go, his presence will flood. The river of God will flood the city. It'll flood places where you go. So, Father, we believe. We believe. We believe, Jesus, that you are alive. We believe that we are alive unto you. We believe that you want to fill us and transform us. We believe that you're healing even right now. We believe that you are good. And as all of us are learning more, we believe that you're in a great mood. The kids are all learning today that, God, you are in a really good mood and you're a really good God. And you're beautiful. And your thoughts for us are good. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd even take this message as seed. And, and the saints would understand it and they would take hold of it. And it would produce good fruit in them. They would be transformed. And we would be a people who go out and shine in our light in the world. Father, bless your people this morning. Bless them. Strengthen them. Father, thank you for taking off all the limitations off of your kids. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for igniting fire in us. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. So be blessed. Be encouraged. Greet one another. Remember today... We got about 17, 18 minutes. It's a special day with the kids. So enjoy fellowship. Don't be in a big hurry to get your kids because they've asked me to uh, pick them up at noon. So enjoy the cafe, greet one another, and have a great day. And we're going to have the prayer teams are going to come up. If you're here and you want to receive prayer in the prophetic ministry with Grace and her team, and if you've never done this and you're new, this would be a great time to get a fresh word for 2013. So we're going to be sensitive to God, be sensitive to one another. Prophetic teams come up, prayer team come up, and be blessed today. Amen? Amen. <laughs>